0: Three, two, one. Hello and welcome back to a very, very, very special playoff edition of the Texas Private School Podcast. As always, I'm one half of your hosting crew, Wes Halson joining you from the heart of Dallas, Texas. Walker Lot joins me from beautiful, beautiful College Station. Walker, this is... The third time we've gotten the opportunity to preview some playoff action. It is what we build towards every single year. Gets me excited just thinking about it. Uh, First of all, how are you? Second of all, what are your thoughts on the very near upcoming playoffs?
1: No, yeah, it's been good, man. I'm excited to continue uh, talking about Texas high school football. Uh, We got to watch some state championships last week. That were really good ones for both of us. And now we're right into the nitty-gritty of TAPS playoffs. Every game matters. Win or go home scenarios every single week. What more do you want?
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's such a fun time. There are some already great matchups which you don't usually see. Week one, we will get into that shortly. But yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun time. I, I would I would I should say that every week is equally fun. You know, to preview, but but no playoffs are always a little bit more special. It's really getting into the meat of the season, and I'm excited. To preview that, but first we're going to talk about some of our pick records from last week. We both went 15 and four, which brings Walker to a uh, record of 156 and 47. My record is 152 and 51. I am I'm four. Uh, four games sorry i was i was getting mixed up there math is not my strong suit four games behind walker which honestly um is a lot at this point in the season but i honestly thought i was like six so it's not that bad last week walker your losses were cypress christian scs like country christian legacy prep my losses were central texas christian houston christian kincaid and legacy prep so we all we we both got we both had opportunities to capitalize on each other but we both kind of got about an equal amount wrong so it worked itself out uh okay. you're still the leader in the pick record your thoughts on um taking a pretty commanding four-game lead into the start of the playoffs
1: no i i'm okay with that i like what the, i like where that's going um yeah i i'm oh i was two and oh on state championship picks you were zero and two i think that's where kind of that this week kind of nailed you down but good good week week for me i'm excited to go into playoffs
0: yeah I played ball and taps. I'm not really I don't need to know a whole lot about SBC uh, uh, even though this is the Texas private school podcast not the not the taps podcast. but no yeah I um I made you know, I made two picks that kind of went against the grain um in SBC. you win some of those. you lose some of those. I mean, it's it's how it goes. gotta have a little bit of fun and uh, let it hang sometimes. but. That being said, we will move into the scoreboard recap following our pick records. If I can get this to pull up my screen, that'd be wonderful. There we go. So as always, we're going to do one game per sentence, excluding four of the games on the left-hand column, as we will preview all of those in more depth here very shortly. So it's going to start us with Trinity Christian Addison versus Nolan Catholic. TCA wins 45 to 14. Hopefully Nolan's better next year.
1: Uh, yeah, I think Nolan is going to take this, you know, and Shred. I think they're going to be a lot
0: better next year. Just this is not their year. Central Catholic versus St. Pius. St. Pius wins 41 to 7. The battle of mid.
1: Wow. Um, man, uh, what a weird part, bottom part of that district that always just does not make sense of where these teams line up. St. Pius comes third place in that district yet again.
0: All Saints beats Fort Worth Christian 43-7. to I think that's less than they beat uh, SES by.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) It was. I mean, but but y'all beat at Fort Worth Christian, so it doesn't matter.
1: Look, great win for Fort Worth All Saints. Excited to keep doing it. I saw Kamant Williams, that wide receiver, balled out with two touchdowns. Shout out to him.
0: Some Virginia Tech dude um, commented, I saw some Virginia Tech fan commented under Kelvin Ryan's post um, talking about who is uh, 82 or whatever Quante Williams number is. And uh, he's like, it looks like some NFL comparison. I was like, good for him. Good for him getting recognition. He's played very well for them this year and deserves all the shine. But loves a little more than than one sentence for that game. We'll move on uh, to a game. Walker would like to skip Midland Christian beats SCS 58 to three. Bad, <laughs> bad. It's it's not good. I can't
1: say anything. No comment. Uh, I'm here so I won't get fined. Like that's that's, that's that's how I have to say. I don't I don't know, man. I I have no idea how that happened, but okay.
0: Yeah, quite frankly, I don't either. But we'll move on. Grapevine Faith beats Bishop Dunn, forty five to twenty six. Dunn never got the lineman.
1: Yeah. I can't believe uh, I, you know, a lot of people were kind of, you know, they have a lot of skill, talent at Bishop Don, but you know, even you know when we were doing our preseason rankings, we were like, okay, so they're they're gonna be pretty solid this year, and you went, no, and the trenches, they're yeah. You know, so basically, what I'm trying to say is, you know, ball. That's what I'm coming down to say. So shout out to you.
0: Yeah, I, I am grateful for all the, the kind of scouting is, is probably not the word to you. Well, it was scouting, but I never really view myself as an actual analyst, but I yeah. guess it was. I, I, I appreciate the scouting I did in the spring because I wouldn't have known things like this. But yeah, Dunn's skill posi- or positions were great. Just the, I don't think they ever got the reinforcement in the trenches, which could have helped them go a long way in a district two. That's or a division. Sorry. Yeah. District two. That's not as good as district one, but. Speaking of that same district two, Grace Community beats Dallas Covenant, 52 to 21. This game was tied 14 to 14 at the end of the first. So I'm yeah, I'm I, I'm dogging SCS, but Grace didn't have the greatest performance, even though it was a 30 point win.
1: Yeah. Uh shout out to Grace. Grant Turner, I was watching his highlights earlier. I had nothing to do in class. Mother, don't get mad at me. Uh so I was watching highlight films all day during class, and Grant Turner Grant Turner's was a good one this year. Very, very He's good dog. film.
0: I just realized I haven't sent him. I, I forgot the player of the game hats when I went to Grace. I told him I was going to mail him one. I have completely forgotten to mail that. I need to get that done this week. So thank you for reminding me of that. Next game, Hyde Park beats Victoria St. Joseph 46-40. to uh, Great for Hyde Park walking up a three seed in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, big, big win for Hyde Park. Carter Brawl is that dude. rest of that team is that. That's a big win over a solid Victoria St. Joseph squad this year.
0: Grace Prep beats Lake Country 42-14. Uh, Lake Country has gone off of a cliff after that win against Fort Worth Christian.
1: Yeah, uh, this season, I would love if it's injuries, if it's something doesn't make sense, this team rebounding like they did. But uh, yeah, shout out to Grace Prep. I'm going to guess Kenley who balled out like he always does.
0: Probably a fair assumption. Brook Hill beats McKinney Christian 35-28. Um shout out to Noah Wheeler. Um I saw Luke McGowan and a bunch of other people praising how good he played. It's kind of ironic that I'm shouting out a guy on a team that lost, but to get that much praise and a loss goes a long way. Also shout out to Brook Hill. Um I uh, have been pretty high on them this season. They've played well. Uh this is one of the few times you'll hear me praise Brook Hill, so so congrats to them.
1: Yeah, I I want to I want to say this. I want to shout out some of those D- Division 3 coaches like they have hyped up a lot of other people in their area on Twitter and social media. And I just want to say that's really cool. And, um, you know, giving credit where credit's due of being a guy like we have to be that guy type of thing. And I just really like that. So shout out to them, man. That's really cool.
0: Absolutely. Holy cross beats Geneva school of Bernie 74 to seven. <laughs> Yeesh. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, Bernie, not a great day, but Gibby. What more do you want from him?
0: At least we're not calling it Bowern anymore. Remember, like, the first three months of the podcast, somebody told us otherwise.
1: Yeah, by the way, you know how I said that Caden Leigh, who balled out? He had 220 yards on the ground with four touchdowns. I just On the ground? On the ground. It's rushing stats. Is he a running back now? They probably just say, screw it, put him at quarterback, and let him run
0: the ball. (laughs) I mean, yeah, because he's also – he had eight attempts passing. Oh, I guess he's playing quarterback now. Good for him. Yeah, that yeah. dude's a monster. Yeah, he <laughs> can literally do anything he wants on the football field. Shout out to him. True. But moving forward, Brentwood beats Legacy Prep 34-27. to uh, uh, Good for Brentwood. Don't really have a lot of other comments on this game, but good win.
1: I do. Brentwood's win, beca- because of this win, they knocked Legacy Prep out of the playoffs this year. So Legacy Prep, and with Wyatt Francis and the Praise and everyone else, do not make playoffs this year, which is – Wow, that is huge. But Austin Brentwood, shout it to them, man. They have a good squad and they play they played burning this week. And it's gonna be an interesting matchup because they have a couple of guys at Brentwood that were really, really good, but it's a big win for Brentwood making the playoffs for the first time, I guess in a while. I don't I think they made it last year in division four. I don't remember. No, don't I don't know. Anyways, keep going.
0: Next game. Cypress Christian beats Bayer, Christian fifty to seven. Uh par for the course also did is that ryan who got that logo for cypress christian i have never seen that before
1: yeah it's like their secondary logo that is the correct logo no. the secondary logo
0: for cypress pretty cool i pretty cool. i do like that. that that's a better logo than just the cc so was that him or you that originally put that on there
1: uh i'll give it to ryan i i do not remember
0: yeah. doing that that is this is nice but yeah um yeah, yeah that was my comment
1: nice all right next game
0: Lubbock Christian beats Mercy Culture 59-13. to Speaking of going off a cliff, Mercy Culture, uh, after a a bang to start the season, uh, just kind of floats off into space.
1: Yeah, not a good day uh, for Mercy Culture with Draybook back two. And because of that, they have to play him again this week because Lubbock Christian plays Mercy Culture again round one.
0: Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Listen, programs weren't built in the day. I'm sure Mercy Culture will be fine, but uh, just not this year. Nope. On to the next game. Brazos Christian beats Rose Hill 42-21. I Brazos Christian finally wins a game. I picked them in. I don't know if this has happened yet this season. Uh, Brazos Christian fan page can't, you know, shake a stick at me anymore. Uh, the curse is gone. Shout out to Brazos Christian. Shout out to Cooper Murr.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm going to say go get ready for our Minute with the Intern segment where our intern, Waverly West, will be talking about it in shortly.
0: For sure. Sorry. I took a drink of water expecting that would go longer. Uh, but next game, Monster Sacred Heart beats Bishop TK Gorman of Tyler 45 to nothing. Um, I mean, at least one of these Texas uh, two East Texas schools won. So Gorman's not really holding up their end of the bargain. I don't know <laughs> where All Saints is or if All Saints even plays football anymore. Uh, but yeah, real.
1: Uh, yeah. Ryan's Brzezinski and company cooking right now. And hey, you never know. They have to play Rose Hill round one. It's going to be an interesting
0: matchup. San Antonio TMI beats Brownsville St. Joseph's 42-38. Great win. Uh, two, two squads that are better than advertised and don't get as much love as they should. Just solid performance from the Panthers. That's
1: a good win for TMI, who doesn't make the playoffs this year, but that's a still a huge win. And TMI is such an interesting squad where they lose some games. They lose, what, the Shiner in the first couple of weeks, but then they beat Brownsville. Like, that's such an interesting... That whole district just crazy man it's so crazy
0: yeah it's it's interesting for sure next game Fort Bend Christian beats Kelly Catholic 46 to 3 it's a great win for Fort Bend I know it's a game that you're expected to win but it's Fort Bend hasn't always gone out and dominated these matchups that they're supposed to this season Uh, I think it bodes really well for them moving into playoffs
1: yeah big win I'm excited to see how they keep going uh yeah not much to say about that one I Regents
0: blanks gone.
1: Romarian Tillman, 110 yards rushing, one touchdown. He continues him and Jordan Montanez continue just to be solid, solid running backs for that squad.
0: Yeah, they are very, very good. Austin Regents beats Austin St. Michaels 31 to nothing. Um, honestly, I would have expected this game to be like 50 to nothing, but you know, a win is a win.
1: Well, yeah, remember at half it was like 14 nothing or something. It was close mm-hmm. for some reason, which I mean, if someone from Regents wants to let us know what happened, but yeah, I would expect I would have expected that to be a larger score difference. But hey, 30 point win is still a 30 point win.
0: Absolutely. Last game Dallas First Baptist beats Temple Christian 42-7. Honestly, not as much as I thought.
1: Yeah, they probably rested their guys in half at halftime because they're they're ready for playoffs, which Because of this win, they lock up the number one seed and have a bye in round one. So, excited to see before Ben does.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be.
2: Hi, I'm Waverly West, a Texas private school media intern at of Brazos Christian school. And I'm going to be recapping Brazos Christian's win over Tomball Roseville Christian this past Friday. Brazos Christian traveled down to Tomball for the game and jumped on Roseville early, never really letting up after scoring early. The halftime score was 28-7 to in favor of Brazos Christian, and then jumping to late in the fourth quarter, Cooper Murr hit Isaiah Perkins for a touchdown pass that put the Eagles up 42-7. Then, Brazos Christian started rotating their defense in and gave up two late touchdowns, which made the final score 42-21 in favor of Brazos Christian once again. Brazos Christian quarterback Cooper Murr was 18-25 of passing for 279 yards and five touchdowns, four of which were to Jackson Cathy, who totaled 200 total yards. Running back for the Rose Hill Eagles, Kenny Nelson, was 12 carries for 125 yards, but he just couldn't get it done for Rose Hill. The Brazos Christian defense had five sacks, Ty Urban forced and recovered a fumble for the Eagles, and Parker Spears blocked a punt. With this win, Brazos Christian is the undefeated Division 4 District 3 champions. They will go on to play Bishop Waco Riker this Friday in the first round of playoffs, and Rose Hill will play Munster Sacred Heart in their first round of the playoffs. That's all for now. Thanks
0: for watching. Some fun matchups that we will get into here shortly, but that is the TXPDS, TXPS Media excuse me, scoreboard. So moving forward, we will get into the recap of last week, the five games we picked as games of the week. We will go through and explain what happened. So the first one, Walker, Sacred Heart versus Central Texas Christian. How did that go? What did it look like?
1: Yeah, uh, it was a fun one down in, uh, I don't know if you can call it, temple Belton it's like in the middle uh but it's a good it's, it was a really nice field like really nice facilities over there Central Texas Christian I've never been there before so shout out to them it was an awesome place um but it it was not a result awesome result for the central Texas Christian team where sacred heart ended up winning 31 to 14 and the Indians finished the season undefeated. Uh big, big season for Saladisville sacred heart and kind of is led by three dudes. Brady Haas is that guy. He was our defensive player of the year. Uh, winner last year for Division 4, and he showed wide tonight. Uh, 120 rushing yards with two touchdowns on the offensive side, and then 10 tackles and a tackle for loss on defense. He just is everywhere. He plays fast. He plays physical. He's just gritty. He's just a typical Division 4 just power and he he just rains havoc on opposing teams he's a really really good player but the best player on the field honestly was probably nick Angerstein. we know him for kicking which he n- nailed a 44 yarder in the game which was easy for him um but he could definitely do more than punt he was the best weapon on the field five catches 125 yards and two touchdowns i texted Wes and i was like their offense in the red zone is he's down there somewhere just throw it up to him you know um <laughs> So that's literally what they do in the red zone, which absolutely works. And he's going to be one of the best receivers in division four this year. Six tackles and defense as well. Just the versatile weapon that he is. It's going to lead Sacred Heart a long way. The other guy is Austin Kutak. Cold duty was the quarterback last year with, uh, I believe also his older brother was playing quarterback one year or something like that. But now it is now his term at the helmet quarterback. and He solidified the spot this year. This last game, he was 7-14, 156 yards and touchdown, two touchdowns. He also had one interception on defense. So those three guys kind of lead this team. They have a lot of other couple, uh, you know, solid dudes, but those guys really stood out last week. And, uh, you know, on the other side, Tabor Tyson, of course, the superstar for Central Texas Christian got his 27 carries 171 yards and touchdown, but it just was not enough. And they were able to stop the run of Central Texas Christian for the most part. Um, You know, in the end, the better team won. Like, even in the first half, Central Texas Christian had to rely on trick plays to get a touchdown. Um, you know, it was kind of like they were trying to pull everything out of the playbook that they could to win. And it was just still was not enough. The better team won. And this matchup honestly had a lot of implications for not only the district championship where Halifaxville won it, but since Sacred Heart won. They are on the other side of the bracket from First Baptist. And they will have also a buy in round one and will basically... Wait and see, um, and play Lubbock Christian probably in the semifinals. That's probably how it's going to go. But so that's really, really good and really great for them because of this game. On the other side, is still the third best team in Division Four, but but because of this loss, they're on the the side of First First Baptist and probably will face them in the semifinals. So, um, you know, Central Texas Christian has to play the the better of the two teams, and yeah. I think Howitzville, that gives Howitzville a better shot to go to the state championship, of course. And Central Texas Christian have to face the wrath of the receiving trio uh, and Hunter McCoy over there at First Baptist, probably in the semifinal round.
0: Yeah, yeah, that'll be interesting for sure. I mean, that's just, you make a really good point, whereas Central Texas Christian is going to face First Baptist instead of Lovett Christian on that side of the bracket. At the end of the day, I... I don't know if it makes that much difference just because I think both Lovett Christian and First Baptist are a step above, especially if um if um my gosh, the quarterback at Lovett Christian. Um Welker, Welker Horn. Yeah, if especially if Welker's back, which they were anticipating that he would be by that point. Um I would guess those two teams are significantly or at least a, a step above at the end of the day. But you are right, though. I think First Baptist, even with Lovett Christian being fully healthy, as we saw them, absolutely dominate them, even without Welker. Um, th- that's just all to say uh, it'll be interesting. Central Texas Christian is playing Gorman round one. So that's basically a buy, in my opinion. But yeah, it's it, it's it was certainly an important win to get a kind of away from First Baptist and have what would be an easier path, I guess, to, to the state title game, providing you have to get past Lubbock Christian. Also. um,
1: I'm not going to say they can, because I take in division four. It goes first Baptist Lubbock, Sacred Heart, and then central Texas. I said central Texas is a third best team. They're definitely the fourth, but I'm not going to say if they can get the ball to Nick Angerson and Brady Haas, they have a chance to beat Lubbock Christian, but it's definitely easier than facing First Baptist,
0: for sure. Yeah, no, it's again, we saw that when First Baptist dog-walked Lubbock Christian. Listen, Lubbock Christian's got guys. Um, It's going to depend how healthy Welker is. And if for some reason he's not, again, he could be playing right now. I doubt it, but I haven't haven't seen anything. But, you know, if he's not playing and they've got to move their best receiver to quarterback, it's a completely different team and a completely different dynamic. And Sacred Heart really could – Pull off an upset there. Also, just some commentary on the D four bracket. It does suck that uh, that Brazis is going to meet Lubbock Christian in round two, um, providing they get past Waco Riker. Uh, that that always seems to be the case there, and I, I wish they could have an opportunity to go farther. But you never know; crazier things have happened. But it, that being said,
1: well, like honestly, we'll 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 end it with this. That Division three district is such a it, it's in a, such a rough spot. You know what I mean? We're like. But even if they're the th- the first place district like Brazos is, they have to play Brazos or they have to play Lubbock round two. Like that doesn't make yeah. sense to where Tomball technically right Tomball would get uh the- is a third place spot and they would match up probably better with Hallsville Sacred Heart on the other side of the bracket. But then if getting third place gives you an easier path to a to play a harder team, I guess that makes right. sense. But yeah, like. No, it-
0: yeah, it's how good. At the end of the day, and this this has been my opinion on this for a while, and it's it's not perfect. But at the end of the day, you're gonna have to play these teams at some point in the playoffs. It's not yeah. a huge deal to me. Now, granted, I know if you're a player or a coach, you'd rather be able to say, "Hey, I got to the semis," or "Hey, I got to the state yeah. championship game." At the end of the day, like you're gonna have to face these teams at some point. Which I know it's not a very it's not a very you know progressive opinion. It makes me sound like an 80 year old man, but you know it, it is what it is. But that being said, we'll move on into the next game to recap, which was Antonian versus St. Thomas. No Dante? No problem. St. Thomas exercises their demons and crowns themselves Kings of the South, winning this one, 42-24. Nobody told Johan Cardenas Halloween was over as he was an absolute monster on this game, outscoring Antonian by himself with four touchdowns. Also, I think he was in the neighborhood of like 220 yards, just absolute masterclass on the ground. Luke Edgecombe also took a touch pass to the crib, while freshman Mason Hartwell also found Larry Benton for an additional score. This is Saint Thomas's fourth undefeated district title in six seasons and a twenty-five and two district record since two thousand eighteen. Absolutely dominating the Division One South. Walker, this um was a big win for St. Thomas. We saw them in an eerily similar spot to last season, going and playing even even tougher position in San Antonio without a star player. Last year, Antonio was able to sneak up on them, beat them, take district from them. This year, they are having nothing doing, which makes me poise the question. Do you think this is the year for St. Thomas to go and take it from Parrish? I think they absolutely have a shot. I think
1: they do. We'll talk about it more when we do our final four picks and our state championship prediction. Um, but yeah. This is this team is legit. Yohan Cardinius is coming out for blood. I want to read uh if you wanna stall for me for a second while I pull up his thing on Twitter. Johan Cardinus has been balling this year, man. Um where is it? Where is it? Where is it? He is at the end of the regular season, remember he started his first game back was against Regents, where he dominated for like four touchdowns or three. Since then, eight games played, sixteen hundred rushing yards, twenty-two total touchdowns, nineteen all all-purpose yards. This dude is dominating this year, man, and he's coming for blood. With two, he's you know had he didn't have to do anything for you know scrimmages, he didn't have to do. Sp- Spring ball, he's been rehabbing, rehabbing, and he is ready to go. And he's been dominated since he's gotten back. I think that's going to be the difference maker in these games. Where even with no Dante, which shout out to our guy, Mason Hartwell, the freshman man, Dante got hurt last game, sprained an ankle. And he came in and won the game the rest of, you know, having Johan next to him, you know, basically wins you a game. But he still has to command that offense. And you have to give credit to the true freshman. And he, you know, he's a guy that we've known about for a while. And seeing him finally come into his own, and he's going to be a great player for three years down the road. But shout out to him. But, yeah, having Johan is such a difference maker for this squad where you, you have to pay so much attention to him. And then that leaves – uh, all their receivers open all the time. Like, it's it's such a, he's just a mismatch. And it's going to be so hard for a lot of teams. And I don't know if a team like Parrish or a team like Prestonwood can match him. Which, I'll say this, finally. Because of this win, St. Thomas now is not on Parrish's side of the bracket. They have to face Prestonwood in the semifinals. Which, I think is a better match for them. This might be their year, man. To answer your question, this might be their year
0: that this this made me think of a funny hypothetical. Uh, uh This this might be this. OK, do you think with a full week of practice, mm. if I had a full week of practice with St. Thomas this week and I had Johan by my side, do you think? I playing quarterback now could lead them. To... <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you. <laughs> uh, th- this would have made more sense if it was like a, if it was like a 48 to seven victory, but that is a little bit of a close margin. Also, I can't throw a football to <laughs> save my life. Like I, people, I was, I was talking, I was talking to some guys at the TVS game before it started. And every time somebody asked me, like, would you play uh, in high school? I say, look at me and take a guess. And like, usually it's like, okay, either receiver safety or quarterback. And I'm like, if you saw me throw a, if you saw, ever saw me throw a football, you'd know why I didn't play quarterback. But long story short. Um, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's big. And again, it, for the same reason it was big for sacred heart to get a win and win district. It's big for St. Thomas. Cause it gets them away from parish, which honestly, if there's any year that they can go and take parish, it might be this year, especially with parish showing, some signs of humanity against Preston Wood, which we'll actually just transition to right now. Um, Parrish gets a 49-40 to 40 win, holding off Preston. And listen, the, the stars at night were were big and bright for Parrish, as Maddox Reed and Sawyer Anderson absolutely shine here. The Harvard commit Reed totes the rock 32 times for 318 yards and three touchdowns, including one from 82 yards. Purdue commit saw Your Anderson tosses, three touchdowns, two to sophomore Jalen Pyle, who had 106 receiving yards and one to junior Bryson Fields. Sophomore Beckham Smith and junior Carson Darby also were very impressive for this Panther receiving core. I really like Beckham Smith. Mm-hmm. He's long, lanky kid. You can tell he's underrated because I asked him if I could get a headshot and he didn't know what headshot meant. So you, you can tell he's a guy that not a lot of people have looked at. I think he is going to be a guy. It's going to be a great receiver for Parrish for the next uh two years in this playoffs. He's he's very good. I liked him a lot, long, lanky and just knows how to get to the ball. Carson Darby also is just electric. All this the point being, this this Parrish receiving core has stepped up in a huge way after Hutch Crow went down. I really didn't know how that was going to go, because whenever I watched the EHS game, it was really just Sawyer to Crow, Sawyer to Crow, and now it's a much more well-rounded attack. Um, I think it's it's shaping out really well for a Parrish. Junior Guy Stern also set the tone for the Panthers on the back end, recording two interceptions in the first half. As for Prestonwood, Kellen Tasby, Gunnar Niver, and Tag O'Neill are sensational for Prestonwood even in the loss. Preston Wood's Air attack has also gotten much better than I gave it credit for. Also, uh junior cornerback David Madison and senior linebacker Hudson Lunsford were stout on defense. I think David Madison um has the potential to be, if he's not already, one of the best, um, one of the best safeties in his class. He's long, especially at corner, dude. He's like Probably 6'2", 6'3", long lanky, just makes plays, especially against a really, really good receiving core and great quarterback for Parrish. Nice. But at the end of the day, yeah, um, it was a great performance from both squads. You know, Parrish's defense did give up 40 to Preston Wood. Um, it's it's going to be interesting. It is obviously not the defense that was there last year. I know that's a lazy take, and everyone who is anyone has said that over and over, but it's true. Parrish's offense is electric. The defense is taking a step back, and you lose like seven, eight starters off of a defense. It's going to happen. Yeah. Walker, it, it was a good win nonetheless, but it seems now it's a three-horse race for D1. Yeah,
1: like you said just a second ago, I think it was eleven out of twelve because there's it, like a couple people switched out. Eleven out of twelve starters on that defense last year have graduated. Anytime that happens, you're gonna have to find you know some uh, some rough weeks. And a team like Prestonwood, who have the talent to do it, you you saw how they did it last night. I'm gonna come back to you, Wes, with the question: If this game is played again in Waco, could it could it be a different result?
0: No, I think. I think um the element of surprise benefits Preston Wood more than it does Parrish. I think Parrish would benefit from a second game. I just uh, I think that's how these things go. I think I, I think yeah, I think seeing these teams meeting again would would favor Parrish more. I think it'd give this defense an opportunity to grow up and, you know, kind of capitalize on mistakes they made. I think the offense could have a similar output, whereas I think I think Preston would played a really, really good game on offense. And I don't know if that could be replicated. Um, mm. Yeah. Long story short, if these two teams do end up meeting again uh, in the, yeah, it'd be in Waco. Cause they're on opposite sides. I'd have to take Parrish, but like I, I'd set the line, honestly, at like probably like a touchdown, six and a half, seven points.
1: Yeah. I get that. Also shout out to uh, our guy, Tyler day. He just committed to rice. So shout out to him, man. Oh.
0: Awesome. Great school. Great player. I love to hear that. But yeah, that's all we got on Parrish versus Prestonwood. Moving on into the first of two SBC championship games In a game that could not be decided in regulation. Trinity Valley ultimately walks off with the FEC 3A crown. Gavin Parkhurst essentially wills Trinity Valley to this win with three rushing touchdowns and an unstoppable overtime performance that I described about 20 times as nails. Junior running back Ben Nagishu and junior linebacker Jacob A. Nord were all also stellar on this contest. You can't go without mentioning senior kicker Travis Zavaleta, who boated the 30-yard field goal through to crown the Trojans. Listen, you can't leave this game without mentioning the heart and toughness of Brett Kilchrist, Jordan Ellie Stewart, Amari Barnes, and the entire Houston Christian team who has cemented themselves as a legit contender in this league. Um, great team, great program. You know, I, the only thing that sucks about this game is that either Gavin or Brett had to lose it, and one of them did. Brett's a fantastic player, um, even better kid just talking to him, tough as nails, um, just great player. But at the end of the day, it was Trinity Valley that won um, Walker. I don't know if I've seen a tougher quarterback outside of of uh outside of river rodriguez than yeah. gavin Parkhurst, um he just dude he just he runs with reckless abandon you don't usually see that with quarterbacks that have as much you know potential as he does he just he's not afraid to put his head down and run over people and that's what he did with three touchdowns and that's why trinity valley won the game
1: he's a dude man and uh, i just you know i keep up with it with the clips you posted and all that and just like I don't get it. if I was at college, I, how you don't look at him and be like, I just, just, I want him on my roster. You know what I mean? Like, that's a, just a dude that's going to put everything on his, everything on the line for the win. And that's exactly what he did in this one um you know, getting to know Gavin and also Brad at our TXPS QB retreat. It was awesome to see that. And, you know, stuff like that, where it was awesome because like, I think we said it there. Like what? Like some of y'all are going to have to play each other for big games. And you know, that was one of those things where those two had to meet, and you kind of knew before the season these are the top two, and they showed it again. And it was just one team had to lose. And you have to give credit to Houston Christian. I'm so proud of my guys at TVS, represent the 817. I love Matt Morrison. I think he's a great coach and the rest of that team is solid. Um, I mean, very, very good job and great. Congrats to all of them. I just want to I want to give credit to that Houston Christian squad because you know, they Coming down to the 3A, um, they had a lot of rough years, and they're in an interesting spot to where they're only a high school, so they don't have a lot of kids coming through, you know, preschool to there, and so, you know, you have to get lucky through the kind of the middle schools that you know, okay, some people go there, some people go there, and and you know, this is this is a team that finally found a solid senior group of guys like Jordan Ellie Stewart and others. That have come together and they're like, okay, this this is it. And then you added in like Amiri Barnes and a Brett Kilchrist who came in and you know last year they had a solid squad with a lot of these guys, but Brett came in and kind of you know, um, like he came in and kind of just you know simplified everything and kind of was like, okay, I got it. Like I'm I'm a, I'm that guy that can lead this team to a state championship. And I mean, he was a field goal way of doing it. And you have to give credit to him coming in this year from Klein and just dominating. And he's, he's a tough son of a gun. One of the most accurate lefties I've ever seen. And yeah, he, he he goes down as one of the best to ever do a Houston Christian and same with that senior class, man. If you know that they had to grow up through a couple of rough years and then their senior year, they bring him to a state title, just one field goal short. So shout out to them, man. Don't hold your head down, you know, hold it high. That's a big, great, great season for the Mustangs.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's it was a great year. Also, a cool moment after the game is uh Gavin in the middle of their celebration went and showed up went and spoke to uh to Brett and it seems like he showed him love, which was was really cool. Um, I, I love seeing that more than I like seeing teams win, succeed. It was a cool moment, but yeah, absolutely. So, uh, final, a great conclusion to some SPC 3A action. Walker, you were on site for the SPC 4A title game. Tell us how that went.
1: Yeah, Episcopal gets revenge for their last season's loss. You know, I've been saying it all year um, about that game last year, and they finally get their revenge. They win both games against Kincaid, and they won last Saturday 35-25 to and gives Coach Lees his fifth state title as the head coach of EHS. Carson Gordon set the tone early and did not look back. First play of the game, he uses his legs and run ran it 75 yards to the house. Um, he set the tone early, early in this one. And that was the story of the game. The ground game for AHS won them the football game where the dynamic backfield of Gordon and also 25 running back Brandon Thomas led to four scores and the victory offensively. On the other side, Kincaid honestly just wasn't able to get wasn't able to let Miles Rader go to work and instead relied on 25 quarterback David Campo Bianco to throw the ball, which he did really well, a lot to Jordan Manuel, very good game, some to Nico Gomez, but offensively, the Falcons had like three plus turnovers, which resulted in multiple touchdowns for the Knights and included a pick six by underclassman Zach Copel. In the end, the team that I said was the best team all year in the SBC showed it. And ultimately, a total game of offense, defense, and also special teams won the game for the Knights and won them the SBC 4A state title. Um, After the game, you know what, uh, Wes, you have any thoughts first before we get into the other big news from that coming out of that game?
0: Yeah, at, at the end of the day, um, I, I can live with being wrong. Uh, picking Kincaid. The only place is I couldn't forgive myself if I yet again picked against Kincaid and they won. So yeah, EHS was obviously the better team in this matchup. I kind of hedged my bets and lost. You know, it's you win some, you lose some. But yeah, fantastic game by uh, wire-to-wire favorites in the division.
1: Yeah. Um, And I'll say one last thing about this game. One guy I'm excited to see is, and you'll, everyone will know by now, but Carson Gordon, the quarterback for uh Bel Air Episcopal, is going to be committing on Tuesday. Uh, he was a longtime UNLV commit. It's going to be interesting to see how he goes. And I guess I can say it because, you know, it's going to happen by the time we record. He is going to be committing to UCLA a great great move for the kid man he is a exceptional player a freak athlete great quarterback and he's going to be a great leader for the uh ucla the bruins are getting a great one shout out to chip kelly he that's a diamond in the rough in texas where the ranking doesn't match the talent that that kid has he should be very higher up on the rank and you know i've been rankings don't mean everything and that kid definitely deserves to be higher um but yeah that's a big big find for uh chip kelly and the the bruins man that's a I'm just that's a good 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 move for him. So.
0: Yeah, absolute steal. Also one of the best kids you will have a chance to have on your roster. Um every time I've spoken with Carson. You know, a lot of these times you 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 go up to these guys that are like high profile recruit type guys and you're like, listen, they they don't owe me the time of day. Like they can just, you know, sometimes some of these kids are they're short, they don't want to talk a whole lot, and that's fine. Yeah. I'm I'm nothing to them. Anytime I've gone up to Carson, he has been incredibly nice. Make sure make sure to to thank us for the work that we do. He is he's raised right, fantastic kid. I, I can talk all day about how great of an athlete he is. He's an even better human being, and that's gonna take him a long way in college football and life as well uh well done Carson Gordon go tear it up the next level but yeah uh Walker there's also some some other big news following the conclusion of this game
1: yeah so we've we kind of knew about this for a couple weeks now and um we, we didn't know it was happening that day. Um, right after the state championship win, well, I'll say this, because Coach, he, he'll probably see this. So Coach comes over to me before the game and says, like, hey, I got to tell you something at halftime. I said, all right, sounds good. And I figured that's what it was, but I wanted to hear from him. And I couldn't find him at halftime. And then after the game they win, and he goes in front of the whole team and he goes, yep, this is it. I am officially retired, all that. And I go, holy cow, he's doing it tonight. And – um. Man, uh I just want to say, like, you know, I could talk about the whole story, but I just want to say, man, what what a what a legacy he leaves at Air Episcopal. You know what I mean? Like he retires as a five time head uh five time state champion and oh nine, twelve, fourteen, nineteen, and now twenty three. Um, you know, he has over a hundred wins, coached some of the best players from Houston, Marvin Wilson, Walker Little. Uh, shane Harden and also of course miami's own jalen waddle um over 100 wins 30 plus division one players and also was a wrestling coach and at Kincaid for the whole time he was there and ehs yes yeah, sorry what was crazy is that he started at Kincaid, and you know was going through the ranks there and thought this okay this is what the place i'm going to be but it finally, you know, it just took a while and while. And finally he was like, I need to go make my own moment and make my own legacy. And the Episcopal job opens up. And that next year he goes to Episcopal and beats Kincaid year one. And every single state championship, he beat Kincaid. And man, I just like, personally, he it's, you know, he's one of the nicest guys uh, coaches wise. We had the pleasure of meeting with every year even when we were still so small, they were always like, all right, what can we do to help you out? Like, well, we're glad to have you here. Coach Grove, the AD and him have always been so respectful of us. And it, you can tell, you know, when he first got to Episcopal it is not the Episcopal it was now. And it's a, it's a credit to him and what he's done there over these, what, since 05. And I just want to say thank you, coach. Uh, enjoy retirement. I know he's still going to be an ambassador for the program. He kept saying that, and he'll be probably helping out with the coaching search for the next time. But I just want to say, thank you. Uh, enjoy retirement. And you know, uh, what a legacy you live, uh, you lead or you leave at Bel Air. So Wes, you want to say anything?
0: Yeah, I mean the well everything you said and the stats speak for for themselves. An absolute legend in the game. I hope he has a chance to do a lot of things that aren't football in retirement and he can enjoy that and just yeah, I mean he's he's put in enough work that he deserves some some time off. So congratulations to Steve Lees an absolute heck of a career. But yeah, yeah. I mean that's I want I want to say
1: now not talking about the player, but talking about the position. Um the position of the head coach of the Bel Air Episcopal Knights is one of the, probably the one of the best jobs in Houston now open. Um, this is going to be an interesting thing to see who they hire. Um, You know, they have a lot of talent where, you know, that senior class was great with Braylon Thompson, Carson Gordon, et cetera, but they have a lot of young guys still coming through the ranks. BJ Thomas is a junior. Madam Morgan is a sophomore. They have a lot of elite talent still there for the next couple of years. They need a head coach to run the helm. Do they look around the SPC and look for a better fit from one of the coaches around in Houston or all of SPC? Does one of those coaches come calling? Does a one of the greater coaches in Houston come and call Because that's a job where a lot of coaches around the Houston area are going to go reach out to because that's a that's a prime job for a lot of just being one of the premier jobs in Houston. It's going to be interesting coaching search to see who finally gets a the job there at Bel Air Episcopal.
0: West? Yeah, it 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 will. I mean, I'm excited to see the names that uh, kind of get their hat thrown into the ring there. I can't speculate a whole lot right now, but it's it's yeah. going to be a fun off season. It's, there's a lot of things that are happening right now that are going to give us a lot of things to talk about. It's going to be fun. It'll be a good time, absolutely. But yeah, that was a there was a lot more than just a game that happened uh, last Saturday. Evening, a lot of moving parts there, but um, but yeah, it's what makes the sport great and gives us things to talk about. So, shout out to EHS, also, shout out to Kincaid on a fantastic season. Moving on. Also, uh really quickly, walk. We've gotten cho- sorry, I was also looking at the YouTube analytics and we've gotten cho- Did did one of us did one of us say anything about Brody Garner and a lack of production? I don't think I ever said anything about about Bro. Did you say something about like if, taking a step it, back? We'll,
1: we'll, if it, if it's <laughs> either one of us, it's definitely you firstly. No, um, no
0: shot. Yeah, no it is shot. absolutely
1: you. No shot. Braz's fan, Braz's fan page, go check it and you know you know, check him. It's definitely him. It's never me. I would never say anything bad about Brody, but okay, it's so definitely. So I'm,
0: assu- I'm assume I'm assuming that. Okay, so I'm assuming that that that's, that's tongue in cheek, and you did probably no, let something no, 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 st- no, no. Wait, no, no. really? Okay, I, I, I don't think you. I. I don't it's think I don't remember ever you. saying that. I think it's you. Okay. Yeah, I'm fan gonna... page
1: go 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 check for us and see if one of us is whoever's right. And why do you hold a vendetta about that firstly
0: yeah I'm I'm, I'm gonna need a clip. I'm gonna need a clip of that because I, I believe that that fan page would just would just make something up out of thin air. I really don't think I ever said that, but I also say a lot on this podcast and forget about ninety percent of it and I do I do yeah, we're, um we're like 85, I do take jabs.
1: we're 85 episodes in <laughs> I do not remember what we said the first 70. like I mean, it's I
0: don't know, man. I'd probably like to forget a lot of that. There was there there was a lot of actually we've been we've been pretty good since we started, it'll give us oh, that. But yeah. Yeah, yeah moving forward, we are actually going to take a look at the brackets made by none other than Walker Lot. These are some of my favorite things to look at every year, just because you can spend hours making different scenarios. That's what um that's what I had a lot of fun doing on 903 Vegas when I did is just like I, I spent like an hour of an episode just looking at one bracket and telling you every little nuance of what could happen. And at the end of the day, chalk just happens every year. But that being said, we're going to take a look at all of the brackets. We're going to give you our final four, Uh, maybe, you know, state predictions. I honestly didn't think this far ahead, but we're going to start with Division One. So, walk if you have that pulled up in front of you, I'm going to say my final four is going to consist of parish episcopal uh san antonio antonian houston st thomas and plano prestonwood in terms of a finals matchup parish obviously is going to beat antonian i don't like picking prestonwood st thomas uh, i don't really like it at all to be honest with you um you want me to go first you go first
1: so same final four Parish wins that one, and I'm going to go St. Thomas gets the, gets to the state championship. I've been riding with Dante Lewis since the beginning, and he's going to continue leading me there. Um, then for a f- victor,
0: you might as well do it.
1: I'm going to do it. I'm going to say St. Thomas wins the state championship this year. This team is stacked with Division I talent. They're really well coached. It's going to be a great defense. I think they get it done this year.
0: So I already said my final four of Parish, Antonio, and Prestonwood, Saint Thomas. I'm going to say the final is going to be Parish versus Prestonwood. Every year, every year we look at the South and we say it's better than it was last year, and it's never better than it was last year. <laughs> Listen, it it's there. I I think I agree with you right. fully. I think if any year it's Saint Thomas's year, um, I I just I can't. I, I'm a I'm a creature of habit. I can't fall into the trap that I've fallen to in so many years I think honestly I don't like it at all but it's mostly just recency bias it's it's also I haven't seen St. Thomas this year so that's probably a big factor in it Preston would look good against Parrish um I say that Parrish jumped on them really early and they score a lot at the end I'm rambling now uh yeah give me Parrish versus Preston Wood for the final game and Parrish as state champions so that is Division one, we will move on into division two, which is always very interesting. Fun my final four, my final four is going to consist of Grace Community, Frisco Legacy, Lutheran South and Austin Hyde Park. No, <laughs> my final four is going to consist of Liberty Christian, um, Fort Worth All Saints, Austin Regents and. Yeah, it's going to be Houston Second Baptist. So, you know, I'm just I'm picking all the number 1 seeds. Uh this isn't March Madness, it's a little more predictable, but out of that, I'm going to say Liberty Christian beats All Saints to advance to the finals. I'm going to say Regents beats uh, Second Baptist. I'm going to say Liberty beats Regents in the finals. Not very not a, not a very like, you know, not a very yeah. out there bracket, but it it's it's what makes sense.
1: Liberty All Saints Second Baptist.
0: Who are you going to pick? Wait, Liberty All Saints, Second Baptist. Are you going to take Fort Bend to beat Regents? I mean... please. I'm not
1: going to... I'm going to say... I'll pick Regents. But I'm going to... I'm not going to say it's 100% like... Set in stone. Like... That for Ben game with Mac, Junior Max Granville is not going to be fun for Austin Regents. I'm just going to say that he is going to be a nuisance for Austin Regents to have a ch- chance there. I'm going to say they're they're a better squad than they were last year Regents. So I'm going to say Regents, but man for Ben with that run game that's going right, good right now. I'm just going to say it's it's not like a hundred percent they're moving on for my state championship. I really think All Saints can do it, but I will go Argyle on the other side. i mm. I'll go Regents. I, I that's so hard. Hey, shout out to uh offensive lineman RJ Lee from Second Baptist getting a Texas Tech offer. That's huge. Six He's nine best. now. He was six eight last year. He grew one inch. Shout out to him. But um that those three games. Forbidden Regents and then Regents 2nd Baptist are going to be so much fun. Um, but, and then I think in the end, Liberty Regents final, I think Liberty wins it. So, um, but you know how uh, Dave Campbell does those like graphics, whatever, for like the divisions and their final four and then their state champion. I'm going to do that for us, by the way.
0: Just we so should. Fun. I think that'll be good. I do but, like
1: that. But yeah, uh, yeah. Liberty wins over Regents uh, in the state championship
0: yeah I think that's smart. i again i it's not great analysting, I guess to just you know pick chalk all the time but at the end of the day it's uh, it's kind of yeah. what it is and yeah. I, I did I did give you my my heartfelt um I did give you my heartfelt final four off the rip, but I figured that probably wouldn't end very well so I walked it back. but moving on into taps division three um my and again i I, if i was a good if i was a good podcaster i would have had this written out beforehand but we're literally doing this off the fly so excuse me if i you know say some ums or make a mistake but (laughs) for taps division three uh i'm going to take uh, my final four who i kind of intrusive thoughts are saying take brook hill in that uh, i'm gonna say tcs lubbock uh, TCS lubbock dc San Antonio Holy Cross Cypress Christian the finals are going to be Dallas Christian versus oh could this be the year for Holy Cross they have been smacking they've been smacking teams mm. dude i want to pick holy cross so bad in this spot i do too and i'm not going to because i'm a coward the the game's <laughs> going to be Dallas Christian versus Cypress Christian Dallas Christian's going to win by like 28 points
1: I'll say the same. I think that grace prep TCS level game might be fun though. I don't I don't know for sure. I think no, I think TCS smacked them during the regular season. I'm gonna
0: say never mind. I think Brookhill. I think, think Brookhill might be grace prep.
1: Ooh, interesting.
0: I really do. We're gonna yeah. talk grace about it later. Not, they're, they're not great this year. Um, but but yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh we'll give all your whatever predictions later. But Holy Cross might do it this year. But John Kelly is on a war path this year, so I'm going to say that he gets them through. DC Cyprus, I'm going to say DC wins it, but I'm not going to say by 28. I'm going to say it's close. I want to say it's close. I'm going to say it's at
0: least under 14. No, no, no shot. I listen. John Kelly is fantastic. It. it they have not. None
1: of these guys have. None of DC has never met a running back like John Kelly. I'm just going to say that now. I was going to say he's, SC- gonna... he's SEC offered, man. Like this kid is legit. I've seen him live. He's legit. And this team is well coached. I'm just going to say it's not 28 this year. That's all I'm going to say.
0: I was going to apologize to DC for like you know, pumping them up and saying they're going to like kill everyone. But I think you saying that gave them enough Bolton and more material yeah. Yeah. anyway. So they I don't have to apologize for anything. But yeah. But yeah. And I like how I'm saying that when we're both picking DC to win state. But anyways, that's Taps Division 3. Taps Division 4. My final four is going to consist of Dallas First Baptist. Uh, let's go with First Baptist, Central Texas Christian, uh, Sacred Heart out of Hollotsville and Lubbock Christian. The finals are going to be First Baptist versus, I'm going to guess Welker Horns 100% by then, uh, Lubbock Christian, Dallas First Baptist, and First Baptist comfortably wins a TAPS Division Four championship.
1: Yeah, First Baptist, Syntex, Sacred Heart, Lubbock, I think it's First Baptist versus. I really want to give Sacred Heart that love, but I'll go Lebby Christian, and then First Baptist. First Baptist wins its state championship.
0: Absolutely, yeah. So that is a uh, that's all of our brackets. Um, I'll have to print these out and fill out exactly what I think is going to happen at some point, but that can be uh that can be a project for later. But that is that is all we have for our projections, and I think it's time to get into some picks, but not before. We hear a word from our sponsors, High Point Signs and Apparel. Walker is walking, rocking the fantastic shirt. Uh, I wore the hat out to the games this weekend. I saw um, whenever I went to the All Saints game, uh, two guys came up to me after the game. Great supporters of the program in TXPS hats. They were wearing them backwards, and it's funny what? I didn't notice. And like they they pulled, they turned them around, and I like I just I just started laughing really hard because it's so cool for me to see that. Um, all that to say is all of that merch was made by High Point Science and Apparel. You, yep. you look at a project like that, I've said it a million times, and you think this is going to be so difficult to start. It's not going to be worth doing. There's no, There's not going to be anyone that can help us execute what we want to get done. High Point takes care of all of that. They help execute the vision that you want. And if you don't clearly know your vision, they'll guide you that way. It's, it's a fantastic business model. Listen, they don't miss deadlines they provide exceptional customer service they will meet or beat any price they also create online stores that can provide your employees with apparel or they can be profit centers it's a win-win-win there's literally no snag that we've run into it's been fantastic walker lot what do you have to say about high point signs and apparel
1: they're the best there is uh man they're they're just awesome man i'm excited to continue to work with them in the future um Like you, like we've heard from actual people who wear our product, they love it, they love the material, they love the quality. You know, uh, shout out Cole Oliver, he says he wears it almost every game bus trip, so I have to shout him out for saying that. And that that can't happen without High Point Signs and Apparel, they're the real deals and they're awesome with what they do. Like he said, all the stuff being able to collaborate with him was an easy process, it was awesome to give them our ideas and then run with it and make it exactly what we wanted. it was awesome to work with them. If you need any playoff shirts, you need any playoff signs, anything they can help you out with for playoff time, go reach out to high point signs and apparel.
0: Absolutely. The link to high points website will be in our show notes in the description. So please click on that schedule consultation with them. They are fantastic. So thank you to high point signs and apparel for sponsoring this episode. So, Walker, with that being said, let's get into the best part of every single episode, the games of the week. And it is even more special this week as it is win or go home playoff time in Texas. And we will start with Southwest Christian versus Legacy Christian Academy out of Frisco. District 1 versus District 2, a tale as old as time. Let's go back to last year for a quick history lesson. District 1 went 4-0. and Against district two in the first round of the playoffs, after some idiot on this podcast said district two would go two and two. Don't know who that could be. Mm-hmm. So it's it's gonna boil down to this. Uh, can the best team in district two beat the almost worst team in District One? It's not a shot walker, it's just it's just the way it is. Yeah, I understand. Listen, legacy's gonna score 37 and a half points per game with a host of athletes such as Ian Pulte, Ryan Wood, Hunter Ladd. It's hard to key in and stop any one guy on this team. Their defense has also been solid in district. I don't count Dunn and Coram Day as real football teams this year, but oh. holding a solid gray squad below 30 is very impressive. Listen, listen. Caught me I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're all right. Am I wrong? SCS did not look good in district. It's a fact. They got shut out twice and they almost got shut out a third time, the Midland Christian. They squeaked past a very bad fourth Christian team to be here. The question is: Is District Two that much worse than District One? In this spot, I don't say it's that much worse. It's close, but not quite. I'm going to take Legacy um, again. You could say it's biased. You could say uh, Wes, your team resides in District Two, and you just want District Two to be better than District One. You're pure propaganda, and you're a politician and not a real analyst. To all those things, I would say I plead the fifth. I have no comment, but. Uh, I do. And again, my pick record's on the line, so I, I can't just blindly make picks here. All that to say, um, I, I think Legacy should get the win here. It's going to look really, really bad if they don't. Uh, SES, I think, is, is great on the ground. I think they have an opportunity. If they can execute their game plan, I think they have a great shot to win. If they can play keep away, keep the ball away from Legacy and just pound the rock. But we'll see. That hasn't happened a whole lot this year. Uh Walker, your thoughts on the matchup.
1: Yeah, this is gonna be an interesting one. Trying to not be biased for a second. Um, you know, uh SES definitely relies on their run game, it's just who they are. And you know, one team that definitely also relies on their run game is Grace Community. And they lost to Tyler or sorry, they lost to Frisco this year. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. Um, does, you know, do they take what Hey, if you're not, if you're from SES, kind of watch that grace film and kind of, you know, learn what grace didn't do and adapt and win the game, please. But if they can kind of do what grace didn't do and run the ball extremely well, it's going to be interesting to watch. Jared Stigall and DJ Beasley are still solid on defense. We have a couple injuries to a, a couple key players. So that hurts. Our quarterback is out with injury for the rest of the year. We have injuries, man. It's part of football. Can't I can't complain too much? Just it's part of the game, but does is it enough to make me not want to pick SES? Absolutely not. I am absolutely picking SES. LCA are still bottom of this district. They're not even a part of this district because they don't deserve to be part of this district. Southwest Christian rises up and wins this game like always. Uh, give me the Eagles, not the not the green and yellow ones. Give me the blue and white Eagles. Um, because. You know, better. We're just better. So, yeah.
0: Give I cannot thank you enough. I cannot thank you enough for doing that. That is great bulletin board material for the team that I need to win here. I, so, I will say, I had
1: yeah, to I had, I had, uh, hone my inner Ryan Schroeder because, you know, this is the game I'm going against him and we miss him very much. So, continue.
0: absolutely. But yeah, if you if you miss um, if you don't join the Twitter Spaces, number one, you should every Friday around ten thirty p.m. when games end. Uh, me, Walker, and Ryan. Also, these things go off the rails about an hour in. We all get super tired. But me, Walker, and Ryan were basically screaming at each other for for about four <laughs> minutes regarding regarding uh, all of our teams who reside in in Division Two. It was a fun time. Uh, if you want to hear three baboons just yell at each other for about an hour, uh, join the Twitter Spaces. But that being said, I took Legacy. Uh, Walker took SCS, no surprise there. Moving on into the next game, Bishop Lynch versus Central Catholic. A first-round matchup of two underachievers will take place Saturday as the Buttons and Friars will face off. Last year, I witnessed the emergence of Godswill Will in person as Lynch ran over Central to send the Buttons packing. This year, Legend Howell will try and do the same in his sophomore campaign as he has the weapons to make it happen in Bradley, Washington, and However, Central will lean on senior running back Jonathan Wank- Wankham close enough and a subpar defense and against a subpar defense excuse me he has the opportunity to run loose. However, I'm not falling into the same trap I did last year. The North is always greater than the South in District 1, uh or in Division 1, excuse me. You heard me say that in the brackets projection. Lynch is going to win this game. Um it's it makes me a little nervous cuz Lynch's defense is not good. Uh, it's not even close to good, really. It's quite frankly, it's bad. However, I don't think Central is going to muster enough of an offensive effort to score a lot. And I really, it, even if it has been slow at times this year, I really do think their uh, Lynch's offense has the weapons to perform. Uh, Greg Tepper once said, I get blinded by skill positions. He is still correct. I'm taking Lynch to win this game.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, I'm right there with you, man. Uh, Central kind of has
1: it a wishy washy year in that district. And Lynch, even though they have a rough year, I still think they have a talented team, like last year. You know what you said: uh, North versus the South. The North is going to win this one, and the will of God's will, the will of God's will, will be put upon Central Catholic in this game. That was good, thank you. That was good. Tank corny.
0: (laughs) I know. I'm back to back corny weeks. that, That that was pretty good. I'll give it to you, but yeah. We're both going to take, we're both going to take, not central, uh, links. I
1: I cannot listen to this, by the way, unironically after we record this. I just can't do it. I'll keep this in. I cannot listen to the episodes unironically like afterwards because I think I'm, yeah, so funny.
0: Anyways, continue. No, (laughs) I I feel that. OK, moving on, I have Grace versus Midland next on the sheet, but I'm going to take host privilege and push that to the last episode because I want to go just I want I want to burn the rest of my fuel on that game. So I want to leave nothing left in the tank. So we'll move on to Brentwood Christian versus Geneva School of Bernie. Moving down to Division three, two seed Geneva will face three seed uh, Bernie. i messed up the script there, but for a date with Cyprus in the Elite Eight. These teams have already faced off this season, resulting in a 49-43 to overtime win for Geneva. Junior quarterback Jason Rosensteel accounted for 455 yards and six touchdowns in that game, three of which were on the ground. Hey, Brentwood's also going to roll out a tough rushing attack, consisting of sophomore quarterback Braden Jennings and junior running back Connor Shield. At the end of the day, I think there are going to be a million points scored in this game. I think Geneva has a more balanced attack, whereas Brentwood is more one-dimensional leaning on the run. That being said, I'm going to take Geneva to win this game. If you look at past history as any indicator of future results, you would say that you're just picking this because Geneva beat Brentwood earlier in the season. To that, I would say you're absolutely correct. Give me Geneva to win this game.
1: I'm going to go Brentwood. I'll, I'll go different from you. I really like this Brentwood squad. Braden Jennings is a guy we've heard a lot about. I really, really like J- good Jacob Rosenthal, the 6'4 quarterback over there for Geneva. He's a dude, man. And um, I think he's going to have a great game because that's just who he is. He scores a lot of points, throws for a lot of yards. But I really like this Brentwood team. They're in the more competitive district with Cypress and everyone else. And I think they get the job done here.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it'll – uh it will certainly be an interesting one, but only one team can win. We were, already, uh, we're already separated on two games, which will be interesting for the pick record. But moving on into the second to final game, Fort Bend Christian versus Hyde Park. And the question is, is this going to be the start of another Cinderella run for Fort Bend Christian? After going 0-4 to start the year, Fort Bend Christian ripped off a 4-1 and record in district and took care of business against all the teams they should have. Junior edge Max Granville has been moved to linebacker and has seen increased production as a result. And running back Ramarian Tillman has been absolutely running through squads, no pun intended. Now, you can't write off Hyde Park as they've gone 5-2 and two in district and have talent with guys like Carter Bra. but two losses to Division IV squads as well as an independent team in Savio doesn't exactly bode well for them. Does Fort Bend Christian come out this game and blitz Hyde Park 69 to nothing like last year? No, Brady Dever is not playing quarterback this season. However, I do think they win comfortably in the spot in route to a second straight matchup with Big Bad Regents. How will that game go? We'll have to wait until next week. But I, I do think Fort Bend wins. I think that they're a team that's been gradually getting better as the season has progressed. I think they're in a great position to be a team that peaks in november i think they win here i don't think like i said it's as bad as last year however a, probably like a 20 point margin of victory let's say
1: yeah speaking of brady Dever, i think we should have him on the pod next week when they play regents because i'm also picking fort ben this one i think fort ben has just found their identity as a team in the run game this year offensively they've been very very solid these past couple of weeks and it's going to continue into this one and how can you get how can you bet against max granville man that guy is a
0: dude Absolutely, that's a great idea. Bringing Brady on, I'd like to hear his his thoughts on those games, but that will be interesting for sure. Uh, moving on into the final game that I specifically held as the final game because, uh, you know, post privilege. Grace versus Midland yet again. District one versus District two. District two can't beat District one. Blah blah blah. Walker's gonna go get the Midland hat. I can see how this is going. For context, Grace has met Midland three times in the postseason since 2016. In 2016, Midland won 49-28. 2017, Midland wins 48-22. Last year in 2022, Midland wins 37-7. You can see that that guy right, right there, where's my finger, right there, uh, has, has lost to Midland. Twice in his playoff career, uh, didn't enjoy it. Midland has owned Grace in the postseason. This game is going to come down to, can Grace stop the run? Midland's game plan is going to revolve around getting Briley Perez and Colton Newsome carries early and often. both those guys can go for over 150 yard rushing on any given night. Grace's plan will be let GT go to work. The question in this game is, can guys like Blake Harmon and Dylan Taylor make their reads and fill gaps? If they can, Grace holds Midland under 28 wins the game. If they can't, the all-time series goes to 4-0 Midland. Ah, this is tough. Even taking my, my fan hat off as an analyst, this is tough. I think Grace is great this year. They were 9-1. and one. It's just the, the age-old question, is District 2 this much worse than District 1? Um, in most instances, I'm going to tell you yes. Listen, any – I'm – I'd be an idiot, and I hate to say this. I'd be an idiot to look at at past performance at all the playoff records at all of the shortcomings of District 2 relative to District 1 and, and tell you – I'd be an idiot to sit here and tell you that Grace is going to win this game. And I'm an idiot. <laughs> I am absolutely an idiot. Uh, Grace, I, I think not even as just a fan as an analyst, I think Grace has a great opportunity to win this game. They're hosting the game. Dadgummit. Uh, I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to come down to the wire if great, Grace has the tools to stop the run this year. If they will step up, bow their necks, go and sling some gum bodies around the football field, I think they can do it. I hope they can do it. I will be over the moon if they can win here. I think they do. Give me Grace community. Mm. Yeah, get the, get the hat. So, you know,
1: How's the hair? Hair doesn't look great, but that's okay. Um, You know, I have one Midland Christian hat. Mm. Two Midland Christian hat. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I have three Midland Christian hats for the three losses that Midland Christian has handed the Tyler Grace mm. Community Cougars. And they're about to hand them A fourth one. You know, Wes had to deal with two losses back to back years to the Grace uh, the Midland Christian Mustangs, and he's gonna have to deal with another one this year. Give me Midland Christian, give me the Mustangs.
0: I was really close to like my instinct was to flip you off there, and I realized we're we're not an NFSW podcast, so I, I got that under control. Uh didn't like that I'm gonna be honest with you I, I didn't like losing the Midland when I played I don't like watching us lose the Midland so I'm I'm going to just save that inside and go just absolutely uh nuclear if if we win this game but, I, also, but
1: be... I also hated losing the Midland and we I watched them lose to him now so
0: that's but... that's fair. We'll ch- we'll chalk that up to that as well. But yeah, uh, I think that's going to be a great game. I think every game that we just covered are going to be great games. We are into the daggum playoffs. It is the best time of the year, the busiest time of the year for all of us. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, Walker lot as we wind down the episode and we come to the end of the script, is there anything that you want to leave the people with before we wrap up? no
1: i i mean are we do you want to do all oh right i
0: did forget about that yeah let's let's go ahead and do that i i also want to to make it very clear that these are absolutely subject to change uh on my end um i usually make my picks i sit down and do you know minimal research uh every thursday so if if you see a pick on thursday that is inconsistent with what i say here uh take what i say thursday with with more weight but we're gonna start with the the division we're gonna start with the division four bracket starting in the top left corner uh well dallas first baptist i think will beat the bye week so we're gonna move to shiner st paul and temple christian i'm going to take uh shiner that matchup walker
1: i'll take shiner
0: there we go uh, Central Texas Christian is going to beat Bishop Gorman by about a hundred points. So, table or is going to go off. Give me Central Texas Christian. Uh, Northland versus New Braunfels. Yeah, it, not a you know. I've I've seen better games, but give me Northland.
1: Yeah, Parker Joseph is probably going to play well, but yeah, give me Northland in this one. Um, shout out Coach Allen.
0: Absolutely. Sacred Heart beats the bye week. Uh, Tom Ball Rose Hill versus Sacred Heart. I'll take. I'll take. Uh, I'll take Munster.
1: Yeah, uh, give me Ryan Straczynski and the Sacred Heart uh, team. They're, they're a good squad and they're going to show it again this week.
0: Love it, Christian versus Mercy Culture Prep. I don't even have to ask you. if Ray Buck is playing this game. Give me Love it, Christian.
1: Yeah, check last
0: week's score. Give me Love it, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> Waco, Bishop Riker versus Brazos, Christian. I want Brazos and as many points as I can get my hands on.
1: Yeah, Brazos by a million. This is not going to be a
0: good week for Waco. No, moving on into division three grace prep versus brook hill uh brook hill me brook hill to win that game been hiring them all year i think they get it done
1: uh, that's gonna be a fun one that might that should have been a game we actually really cover in, it, in deep dive should've. but that's a really good one i really i'm gonna pick grace prep because if Caden leahue was at quarterback now that's gonna be the best player on the field making plays and yeah give me kaden leahue and give me grace prep
0: Covenant Christian out of Colleyville versus Dallas Covenant. I'm going to take Colleyville Covenant to beat the other Covenant because Colleyville Covenant beat Dallas Covenant already this season.
1: Yep. Yeah, gimme Covenant, Covenant Christian. Vernon Wells in his first year as head coach has been phenomenal, and he is cooking again this year. Gimme Covenant Christian. Shout out to John David Black.
0: Lake Country versus Dallas Christian. Um, both of these teams have beaten Fort Worth Christian, um, so the game's a toss-up gimme Lake Country. what
1: you said give me like country yeah that's my pick that was christian <laughs>
0: that's my okay pick. next ne- next game <laughs> john paul the second versus bay area uh i'm not doubling back on that. no john paul the to... second versus <laughs> john paul the second versus bay area um yeah bay, bay area uh that is the shorts jp2 logo um all of the jp2s aren't very good so bay area
1: yeah, okay. So they have it as New Braunfels JP2, but it is it's but there there's also shirts JP two, but they're probably in the same area. So I'm gonna
0: guess Shirts, yeah, yeah, shirts is New Braunfels JP two. Okay,
1: that's what yeah, I thought, thought
0: always I've always had trouble with that, but they never listed as shirts on right. like max preps. But yeah, yeah it's
1: weird. But yeah, give me barrier. <laughs>
0: Ah, uh, Geneva, Bernie versus Brentwood. I well, we already picked this game. I picked Geneva to win. Walker picked uh, Brentwood and Cypress Christian. Uh, hopefully, beats the bye week. Yep. Stop making that joke. I've done that about four times already. Moving on into Division Two. Uh there are no bye weeks here, which is that's why Division Liberty Christian two is the
1: best. Anyways. Continue.
0: exactly, always will be. Uh, Liberty is going to be done by as many points as they want to.
1: Yep. Uh give me Liberty Christian at forty points at half.
0: We made our picks on Grace versus Midland. All Saints is going to beat Faith by probably 40 points.
1: I'm gonna say that Clinton Becky puts up 21 by himself, but I think All Saints is gonna score like 55. So
0: legacy and SCS, we already made our picks. Regents is going to beat TWCA by a lot.
1: Uh yeah. Yeah. What a what a weird year for uh TWCA who gets that fourth seed. And that is just not something I saw coming into the year.
0: We already made our picks on Fort Bend versus Hyde Park. Um Sachs versus Lutheran South. You know, you know, Sachs uh This is a fun
1: that, one. This this is an interesting one.
0: Yeah, it is a fun one. Sachs gotten our mentions for not respecting them. So sure, I'll show you some respect now. Give me give me San Antonio Christian to beat LSA. Um I'll
1: go Lutheran South, the pioneers, man. Um you know, they're a good squad. Brady Robinson is a guy who in the 26th class, might be underclassman of the year. Um, man, he's a dude. And if they have some talent back, I think this squad can get it done.
0: Absolutely. I'm going to say Second Baptist beats uh, St. Joe's out of Brownsville without much explanation there.
1: Yeah, Second Baptist wins this one. I might beat this, might be the game I'm at this Friday. I'm excited for that because I've never seen Brownsville live and I get to see it this week.
0: That'll be fun. Yeah, you absolutely should. Moving into division one, where we have a lot of a lot of bye weeks. Uh no or I guess, yeah, we only have one, two, we only have uh like two first round games to cover. The first is Nolan Catholic versus Concordia Lutheran. Um give me Concordia Lutheran. I'm big, big tenor Huckfeld guy.
1: Yeah, big tenor huckfeld guy. And honestly, even a bigger Lou Lamar guy. Lou that, guy's Lamar, a, yeah. that guy's a stud. Give me Concordia Lutheran.
0: Uh, game number two, we already previewed, which was Bishop Lynch and central Catholic. So, so yeah, so that is, uh, that is all of our first round picks. Uh, I'm not promising anything. I might at some point get around to filling up the whole brackets, um, so we can put it out. Maybe. I don't know. We'll get around to it. But that being said, it's a lot of fun. Uh, like I said, playoffs are like Christmas to me just because we, we have a lot more content. It's it's more things to talk about. Very fun. So, Walker, I will restate the question that I asked about five minutes ago with the episode winding down and thus moving into playoffs. Is there anything that you want to leave the people with?
1: No. You know, I had really good motivational, like, ending quotes of last year's playoffs. Remember that? I do not I have do. it right now, so I will get a good one next week. Excited for some great high school football, winner go home scenarios. What more do you want?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's the best time of the year, the best point in the season. Everything is on the line. Uh, just understand the weight you're playing with. This is it's it's winner go home, and it makes every second more special, it makes every moment that you have on the gridiron more valuable. But with that being said, As always, I have been one and a half of your hosting crew, Wes Tollison. Walker Lott has fantastically been himself. We will see you in round two of the playoffs. See you later. Three,
1: two, one.